So a recent Pride Parade crowd was shooting, was shouting out, we're coming for your children or something to that effect. We're going to react to that a day and talk about all the other things that are happening at Pride Parades here in the U.S. Plus, we've got some crazy videos to talk about. Let's get into it. What's up, goofy goobers? <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> I'm your host, Amal Epinobi. Taylor's in Nashville. <laughs> I'm so caught off guard by goofy goobers. But yeah, hi. Happy we're, Monday. We're all goofy goobers, guys. Uh, Scott is in the producer's bay. What's up, everyone? <laughs> and I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. It's Monday. We've got some interesting stories to react to today. First thing, a video of... A crowd at a pride parade screaming, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Now, this is an interesting twist on what was originally, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. I know that from my old uh, leftist days, back when I was a fun little radical hanging out at these pride parades and stuff every year. But now it's, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Let's listen. I heard we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, we're not going shopping. There's a lot of different things being shouted. And of course, you know, I must put the disclaimer, the entire crowd is not, you know, cheering this out. There are definitely certain individuals in particular that are choosing to say something like this. And this is not the first time we've heard this sentiment being shared by a crowd that we would say is pride adjacent. You all remember the 2021 video of the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir screaming and singing, we're coming for your children. Y'all remember that viral video? We, we might play a little bit of it uh, later down the line here, but that video exists out there on the internet and that created a massive uproar. And I think there is an element of people within the pride community knowing that that's sort of a soft spot or a button they can push on conservatives or people who are looking at the Pride Month and are not necessarily approving. So they will scream something like, we're coming for your children in order to garner a certain response. You know, they want to be the catalyst in what is a larger fight surrounding these topics and issues. Do I think that the people in this crowd truly are going to target children? I don't know. At that point, it's hard to tell whether or not you're trying to just be inflammatory or you actually believe these things and are choosing to to say it publicly. The lines have definitely been blurred. But I just can't imagine that this does anything to further the efforts of the pride movement uh, or of the larger LGBTQIAB23C squared <laughs> community, right? I can't imagine that this is helping them to further their goals. In fact, it's creating a larger divide and it's giving conservative people, uh, right-wing people, whatever you want to call them, uh, more uh, ammunition to fight against these things and have more reasons to be disapproving of the sort of behavior that happens not only in Pride Month, but throughout the year. And this is 
been a common theme at a lot of the pride parades. We've gotten some crazy videos throughout this month and of course over the weekend. You all know that as a wee lad, <laughs> I used to go to pride parades and specifically the a, a quite a large pride parade in Orlando. Every year Orlando puts on a massive pride parade and, you know, a, a lot of people in the community come out. You'd be amazed to see how many children are there and often young children, myself included at the time, are in the presence of scantily clad men and women. You saw a woman in this video with her top off and just wearing pasties. Imagine that, but times 100 happening at Orlando Pride and like similar pride parades across the United States. Here is a video here. I want to pull this up. Where is that? Ah, yes, of naked men in front of children at a pride parade in the U.S., also in Canada. This is an article from the Daily Wire. It says LGBT pride festivities across the United States and Canada over the weekend featured rampant nudity, including a pride parade in Seattle in which men on bikes rode naked in front of children. There is a video uh, which has full frontal nudity in it, so we are not going to show the video on our program today as the sights are not sights for our eyes. You know what? If I wanted to see that, I would go to the Pride Parade myself. And that is not how I spent my weekend. The article goes on to say the Seattle Pride Parade, which declared on its website, Parade is all about inclusiveness, so all ages gather along the route to watch the festivities. They also featured the Boys and Girl Scouts marching in the parade, which you can see in this video here. It's just a little weird to me, right? Like, I'm really trying, guys. I'm trying to be charitable here. I'm trying to say it's not all people who are involved in this community. I'm trying to say it's not all pride parades. But when you have videos like this, where the Boys and Girls Club is in tandem, walking in a pride parade with naked men on bicycles, I'm losing, you know, I'm losing ground here. I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know how charitable I can be about your actions. Yeah, where are the the radical or not even radical? Where are like the normal LGBTQ representatives or activists who are saying these people do not represent us? We do not believe that naked men should be parading themselves in front of children. We do not believe that children should be sexualized in any way. Uh, these people that are screaming, we're coming for your kids. They don't represent our movement. We can roundly condemn that type of behavior. We're not trying to just needlessly provoke people. We all we want unity. We just wanted it to be proud of who we are and live our lives. You know, no one would oppose that type of rhetoric, but it's, you know, a deafening silence from anybody of significance in that movement that is willing to condemn this. I don't hear from anywhere. You don't hear it in the in the mainstream media either. Uh, so it just seems like you said, there's just uh, this strange complicity uh, on the part of anyone who's on the left, uh, I mean, not to paint everybody with that broad stroke, but it, right. there's certainly exceptions, I'm sure. And we've talked to some of them on the show, but like, uh, it's just strange that there's so little pushback against uh, the, the sexualization of children in this way. Well, 
Well, then it's like, and you give the pushback, and then you're no longer a part of the community, right? So we had, you know, Buck Angel, who's spoken at length about this. Amir Odom spoken at length about this. Dave Rubin says that he's no longer a part of this community due to their activities and just the wrongness of being called a community in the first place. You have people like Blair White who are saying, you know... I guess technically you would put me in the T of this acronym, but I don't agree with what's happening. And then it's like, oh, you're a far right wing extremist. You're no longer a part of what we're doing here. We can't talk to you. We don't associate with you anymore because there's just no room for having a difference of opinion. And for those of you who thought, yeah, I, I do want to see, I, I want proof of the nudity. Here's a blurred photo of what was happening at Toronto Pride. Look at that. Thank God it's blurred. Thank <laughs> goodness it is blurred. Look at these men fully naked and there's a little girl standing right there which again i'm not surprised by this i told you guys the story of when i was young and went to pride parades and there was literal men in speedos on these floats that were throwing you know condoms instead of candy off of their parade floats so this has been something that's been going on for quite some time i think it's just getting a lot of attention right now from certain media outlets because that's the that's the sign of the times right now. We're actually having the conversations. We are exposing this stuff and seeing things for what they truly are. It says the Toronto Pride Festivals, which were partially sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> oh, the of layers. Course. Oh, the, the wicked webs we weave, guys. Okay, so partially sponsored by Bud Light. Also offered attendees the chance to vote on whether sex education should be taught to kindergartners. This was spotted at Toronto's Pride Festival about sex education for kids and you can vote yes or no seems like these popsicle sticks were overwhelmingly placed in the yes camp meaning that kindergartners should be having these sorts of conversations am i shocked that they voted this way no i'm not i'm losing my mind guys i have to pause because we got a super chat of 50 dollars, which means we read immediately flynn vassen says what is wrong with those people doing stuff nude have you heard about the impeachment that is probably going to happen to biden lastly have you heard about the group chanting we are here we're queer we want your children yes flynn we have <laughs> we've played that video which we're going to talk about uh more at length what is wrong with the people doing stuff nude i think he means not actually promoting the question i think he's saying what is wrong with those people you know what, yeah. you know what that means yeah, I, at least i hope ambiguous <laughs> uh, as far as the in, impeachment on biden i will admit this is not something that i am following uh closely although with everything going on i constantly see the chatterings of the biden and what's happening with hunter and all of this stuff we don't go into depth on that on this show as we don't talk about politicians uh on this show at least not at length not something that we do here at this nonprofit, but I have uh, have seen that. And what was the last question? Let me make sure I, I catch all of them. Oh, yes. Have we seen the video of them saying that we want your children? Yes, we have. <laughs> we have undeniably we just seen that video. Yeah. Yes. So this is wild. I, guys, I have to tell you this story. I'm going to pause for a second. We're going to get off the subject of pride, even though I technically had what would be similar to a pride experience this past weekend. <laughs> huh. 
I was hanging out with my best bud, Risa, who you guys should follow on Instagram. I always tag her in all my Instagram stories when we hang out on Sundays. And we were, you know, just having a productive work day. We finished up. We were like, you know what? Let's go get some ice cream. And there's this popular place in LA called Jenny's Ice Cream. We were going to go to Jenny's. So we get in the car and, you know, we're driving around, listening to music, hanging out, talking. We drive past one of our local grocery stores and behind the grocery store, there is a full staircase and like a platform on the top of the staircase. If you are at the top of this staircase, you are in full view of everybody walking down the street, driving down the street, everybody, their brother, their sister, their mother, their daughter. And at the top of this platform, I kid you not, is a butt naked homeless man touching himself at the top of this platform. And the man was very animated. He was very invested in his activity. I don't know how else to say this. In uh, uh, Okay, so anyways, we see it. We drive past and we're like, whoa, and we <laughs> keep driving. So we drive past the platform and we're thinking to ourselves, that's insane. Do we call the police? No, the police aren't going to do anything. Can you warn the people who are walking down the street? No, nah, we already drove past them in the car. So he's there. And I, we thought to ourselves, there's no way that activity is going to last for much longer. Either A, somebody's going to stop him, or like all the other you know, crazy homeless people in this town, he's going to get bored and go on about his business and you know, go walk down the street naked and go do something else. That did not happen. We went and got our ice cream, right? We somehow managed to enjoy our ice cream after this moment. And we sat there for a good 20, 30 minutes, right? Far away from the scene of the crime. <laughs> and then we got back in the car and I was driving back to Reese's place and we have to cross the same street. We thought there's no way the guy is still there. Not only is he still there, but he's still engaging in the same activity at the same rate at which we left him. Oh boy. <laughs> God. Mm. God. So that was fun. And you can't call the police because the police literally will not do anything. They will not no. show up. They will. You could say that there is a crowd of 30 kids walking by and this guy is naked here. And the police would be like, I'm so sorry. We have other things to do or we have we cannot do anything about the situation. Yeah. You use the phrase at the scene of the crime. Literally, this is the scene of the crime. He is committing <laughs> a crime in any other city or any other state. This is literally a crime. Yes. Isn't yeah, that you pull crazy? out in Nashville or Tennessee out here, I think you get arrested still. Thank God. Yeah, like think about where you guys live right now. And hopefully it's not L.A., but if, it, if it's somewhere outside of L.A., think about if you saw this on the street outside of a very busy grocery store, what would be happening? Would you would the people in your city allow this to happen? Maybe we should put a poll in the chat down below. I'm doing it now. <laughs> okay. Would this be allowed in your city or would somebody, be it a security guard, a police officer, or a male bystander who is looking out for other women, stop that activity? Because nobody stopped it. I mean, the man was there for over probably over an hour by the end of the day. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Anyways, that was just my crazy bit of story. I had to share my my experience with you guys. Public nudity everywhere this weekend. Just we need a total and complete shutdown to figure out until we figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, <laughs> for real, man. Oh my gosh. At least I have a story. That's a story. It's not the first naked homeless man that I've seen though. And uh, this is the thing, right? When you live here or in a similar city, you just sort of get a tally, right? You start 
you start getting a book the for rites these of passage stories. yeah exactly yeah. one time i was getting my hair done i walked out of the salon there was a butt naked homeless man but the police were trying to get clothes on him so something was uh -huh. happening there and then Another time when I was driving in LA, I saw a naked homeless man, this time from his backside, busting open a pipe to take a shower with the water. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. The, the fact that this is all happening while you're driving too is a little <laughs> concerning. <laughs> you, know? you know, this is, this is cause for, for pause. Uh, if you're thinking about moving to LA anytime soon, it is concerning. Yeah. It is concerning. And the fact that I'm driving... I think you just talk some people concerned. out of it. <laughs> Do you guys have naked homeless people stories? Oh, all the time. Um, all the time. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, it is a rite of passage here in the city. Like, it is. It's, I mean, thank God I've... Well, wow, I don't even know if I should say thank God. But I wasn't driving at the time in which I've seen all of these things. But it seems like clothes are definitely optional in these in these parts. 100%. They're optional at the pride parades. They're optional on the everyday streets here in Los Angeles. Uh it's just crazy. We're going to move on to other stories here. Uh, on the subject, or I guess, you know, on the subject of children, uh, this is a concerning, very concerning story that has not gotten nearly as much coverage as I thought it would. This is from the dailymail.co.uk. And I read this and this floored me. The headline says, Four kids aged between five and 10 taken into care after being found at a drag party with a dead trans woman's body on the floor and drugs and sex toys scattered throughout a hoarder home. It says fire officials found four children jammed together in a cramped room surrounded by filth and a stench permeating the air. The children were reportedly being hid in a back room by men dressed in women's clothing who were uncooperative and denied having children inside. A transgender black woman was pronounced dead at the scene, according to a police report. Now, I believe the... Uh, body that they found was possibly an overdose and it says they reportedly found six adults who appeared to be men dressed as women inside uh, who again denied the presence of children at the home they ended up finding the children stuffed into a room and there were four children there and what this i guess police officer or law enforcement officer believed to be two adults also in the back room and it was very disturbing to him he said quote the kids seemed scared this became of course an, a death investigation because of the dead trans woman who was in this house and they have yet to figure out what the relationship is between the adults that were in this house and the children found in the apartment wild and I did not hear this on any mainstream media outlet. Uh, nobody was was talking about this. And when I Googled it, Daily Mail was the first result that popped up here. So wild. And again, I'm not using this to make a broader claim about this community or anything. But this was a concerning story. And I'm just wondering where the children came from, how they came to know these adult men are they children of these adult men who are dressing as women did they find these children somewhere are they foster children i don't know what's going on here but why are more people not talking about this maybe because it doesn't fit a certain narrative 
I would just guess. Here's another video uh, that talks about some recent news stories that have popped up. Four kids were found in a drag party with one dead trans guy on the floor, and the kids were in the back. There were sex toys scattered throughout the house and a hoarder home. Doesn't make headline news. The first trans state representative, Stacey Lawton, a.k.a. Barry Lawton, from uh, New Hampshire, was just arrested for distributing child porn. Okay, it just happened. And mind you, they couldn't find him because he transitioned and changed his name. How about this and one? And by the way, they're trying to pass laws in, in, in California and other states where if, once you change your name, if you're trans, it yeah. sponges your, 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 your criminal record. Police oh, record. Really? oh, yeah. So, well, yeah. Just change your name, Alex. Yeah. So, yeah. Now you're Alexandra Jones exonerated. Yeah, they're they're good. You, no, you owe no money. And one more. So, three days ago, the ex CNN producer, John Griffin, was sentenced 19 years for sexually assaulting a nine year old. Okay. And then this was the other day. This is in New York City, a drag market. Where the marchers are chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're here for your children. Tell Play me, tell me and you guys got to see that clip. It just seems like, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on. I don't know. I, I'm always like skeptical of like, are these just news stories that are happening at the same time and they're not pointing to a larger pattern? Are they pointing to a larger pattern? <sighs> I don't know, guys. It's getting hard. It's getting hard it's getting not difficult. to say, not to, to you know, draw the connection between all of these different instances you have the situation in the house you have the people chanting in the streets were coming the drag queens chanting in the streets were coming for your children there's the drag story hour thing there's the that book that they found at target the hips of the drag queen go swish 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 there's this strange connection that seems to be manifesting itself uh between drag and children and make with you know make what that make of that what you will but there's definitely a lot of smoke there and i don't think it's unreasonable to suspect that there's fire with regard to just weirdness that is uh at play in this community yeah and there's just like so much if if you don't want that association like why why so much sexual perversity at things like pride parades like why gallivant around and flaunt this image if that's not an image that you want to be attached to and i do want to fully recognize that like if you're a a child on the internet or something like that you're just as much at risk of probably falling victim to somebody within this community as you are a, an everyday, you know, straight man who is trying to, you know, come after children. I've been watching, what is it called? It's called Undercover Underage, something like that. It's an HBO Max show, I think, that they recently put on there or they recently licensed. And it's about these groups of, of adult women and investigators who pose as underage children in order to catch men in the act of grooming children and get them arrested and they have quite a big success rate it seems it is wild how quickly children are sought after in every space that they are present it is actually so wild makes me terrified i'm like has this 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 kind of possibly been like a problem that was always happening at this rate. It feels like something is happening in the modern day and age that is making this way worse than I would have imagined it was back in the day. Or maybe it was just as bad back in the day and people just weren't finding these things out. I don't know. It seems extra bad. And maybe the catalyst is having internet connection and being able to just like have this connection to anybody at any time. But... <sighs> It makes me like so worried about like having kids. Oh my gosh, the amount of like plates that you have to juggle and things that you have to watch to make sure that they are not, that there are no predatory forces in their lives is astounding. It truly is astounding. And to just have mm. 
a grown group of adults fan the flames of this by cheering, you know, we're coming for your children, whether or not you mean it or you don't. It's not okay. Why do you want to fan the flames of that fear for somebody? You know, it certainly seems like the, oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No, you're good. You're good. It certainly seems like the ideological wave is sort of cresting right now of there's, there's this belief that is, uh, reaching its its critical capacity in our culture right now that says that this cis heteronormativity is this oppressive force of our children. Because I, I, in mind, I'm like trying to figure out how could somebody in good faith chant, we're here, we're career, we're coming for your children. Like, what do they actually believe about the world, about good, about what are they advocating for, where they're thinking that they're doing something that is a positive force. And I think that they genuinely believe that there are oppressive forces of to there being two sexes, that is an oppressive thing, aka reality, and that uh, the cis heteronormativity is this oppressive thing, and we need to insert ourselves into children's lives and children's psyche to liberate them, which is a Marxist idea of liberation or achieving critical consciousness. You to liberate them of that oppressive uh, force that mm -hmm. says that you are there. Are, there are two sexes, and they're the absent any intervention. There, you know, there's not a strong probability that someone's going to be something other than heterosexual. Um, and that that is just, those are just facts. The statistics bear those out, but that they've somehow misconstrued that into this, this thing to this giant boogeyman to fight against. And I think that a lot of the emphasis in, or a lot of the energy that is manifesting itself in these uh, efforts to go after children is coming from a, some kind of worldview that believes that children need to be liberated from the oppression of heterosis normativity. I can't Oof. help but think that. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. The amount of people that I've seen comment and say, you know, kids are growing up in a heteronormative America and it's like ruining their lives or whatever. And that we need to break from the chains of heteronormativity it's astounding and it's so interesting because they couple it with this idea that people on the right or conservatives or whatever people who are hesitant to engage with this and has certainly hesitant to support it they say that you guys are the fear mongers when they're actively going around cheering we're coming for your children and i know it's not all of them but it is a good it's it's good enough to say we have multiple videos of people saying this thing and in large groups not just a singular person saying this one thing but p large groups of individuals saying exactly that but you're the fear monger for being concerned that something like this is happening I don't have much more to say on this I, subject. I do want to mention real quick. I read a I read an interview uh, with James Lindsay, which you guys know I'm a fan of him, mm -hmm. um, where he was talking. About, he broke this this movement down into stages of like how to usher in a revolution, how to bring in that sort of liberation that they're talking about. And real quickly, I'll just go through the four stages. The first one, there, I saw some overlap with another thing we've reacted to, which is Yuri Bezmenov's stages, um, who was the former uh, KGB agent who broke it down for what was what how the Soviets ushered in their revolution um, mm -hmm. in, back in the 80s. And he broke it down back in the 80s. But anyway, uh, James Lindsay said the first stage is demoralization. And you can see that with the, the bigger we make these pride demonstrations, the more ubiquitous they are, the more companies and brands are pushing it. Uh, it seems you're demoralized into or out of, I should say, fighting against uh, this monster because it's just everywhere and you're going to be called a bigot if you try to fight it. So that's the first stage, demoralization. Second stage, destabilization. And that is creating confusion within families, division within families, within society. You know, you're, claim, you're making a new claim about the nature of gender, the nature of sexuality, and you're getting some people to believe that, other people not 
buying into it, but that creates division and that in that division becomes instability. So they're demoralizing, they're destabilizing, and then it's provocation. And you look at these uh, th these demonstrations this past weekend with the nudity, with we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. That's a deliberate effort to provoke. And what their goal is with that is to provoke an overreaction from the people who oppose it so that then they can do the final stage, which is the crackdown, which is where the government can come in and usher in the through the a totalitarian top down imposition of this new worldview, this new morality. So anyway, I read that article and I'm just watching all this stuff. I, wa I read that before this past weekend and then this past weekend happened. And it's just like this script has been written. We've seen it before in history. And it's just crazy to see the, the this kind of materializing before our eyes. So anyway, I just thought I had to mention all that. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's like uh, it's like going up to a bear, poking it, it bites you, and then you bring in law enforcement to euthanize the bear. That's exactly right. what is happening right now. They're doing that with traditional morality and traditional culture. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. 100% they are. Oh my gosh. We are, we're in for it. I'm just, and it's weird because whenever I make these shows, by the end of it, I'm like, I know a lot of left-leaning people are going to watch the show and they're going to be like, you guys are so anti-LGBTQ and I can't believe, it's like, no, we're not at all. It's not, in fact, the reality of the situation at all. In fact, uh, The Cut put out a video, the very pro prominent YouTube channel, this past weekend about like young people coming out to their parents. And it was a truth or drink episode. I watched the episode. It was actually very cute. You know, all of the parents, even though some of them clearly had a struggle with coming to the realization and hearing from their their kids that this was the reality, they struggled through it, but they were like, you know what? I, I'm not like disowning you. I love you. I will always accept you. I want you to be happy. And I think that for the most part can be accepted by most people living in the United States right now. And most people are not batting an eye to that. They don't feel some type of way about it. But when you are you flip it and it's like now you're a pride screaming about how you're coming for people's children then people are gonna have a problem but they use that irritation to go you hate lgbtq plus people and it's not the case whatsoever and this is also a little worrisome coming off the heels of what was said i believe what was it last week with the uh the administration posting what they posted on their social media yeah um you know they are our children, not your children, essentially. And, right. um, you know, this is this is all to your point. Taylor is talking about uh, James Lindsay's breakdown um, that only comes to the forefront of my mind now because that's just part and parcel of, of the whole issue at hand. Yeah, I'm going to try mm -hmm. to find that clip so that we can play it for you guys and you can hear it. Um, yeah, he said exactly that. He's essentially saying that, you know, we the government owns your children. You know, when you hear people say it takes a village, it's very similar to that sentiment and it can be shifted and changed to have a far more nefarious spin on it than one might think. And that's essentially what they're saying is that if you are not gonna be adherent to our ideology, we will make sure that you are by focusing on the next generation to come rather than changing the minds of adults. So that's fun. I can't find the video at the moment, but we'll worry it's, about it's that. It's a, a short on bit. our channel. I think we made one of mm -hmm. that clip. But um, meanwhile, is. Nick Tyler just dropped a super chat. Thank you, $50 super chat. We read those immediately. Thank you, Nick. It says, gallivanting, impressive vocabulary. Amala deserves a $50 shout out. Can't put a price <laughs> on good vocabulary. Do you think that the LGBTQ agenda is becoming so incredibly radical that even its own community can't control it? 
Oh, well, yeah, that's the whole thing is that, you know, when you label yourself as a community, it's inherent that you cannot control the actions of said community because you have a bunch of different individuals with different with different thinking who are all going to have equal voice within your community per the rules that we've placed forward now under this like leftist utopian worldview. So as soon as you place yourself as part of a, as part of a community based on something so superficial as sexuality or gender, you lose control of any sort of messaging or agenda. It's the same thing that's happened, like, you know, now all white people are labeled as having one message when we know that's not the case. Black people are, are labeled as being part of a community and people are saying, you know, there's issues with the black community or with black people at large or, uh, you know, the black conversation or the black way of life or the black political worldview when that doesn't really exist because we're all individuals. So everybody... Everybody places themselves in communities, right? It's just something that we do. But we need to watch out when we do that because that is what it strips you of. It does strip you of your very own agency as an individual to speak on your specific, unique beliefs. By the way, here's the video from uh, this current administration about your kids. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. And our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. It matters a great deal how we treat everyone in this country. The LGBTQ Americans, especially children, you're loved, you're heard, and this administration has your back. Wow. Wow. It's just crazy. And our kids are the kite strings that hold this nation together. They're not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. Wild. And to, to your point before, Amala, like, how did we get here from the fight for acceptance, the fight for, you know, let me get married to my partner, but uh, that's it. You know, I just want to live and let live to now we have the White House saying, you're these are not your kids. They're our kids. And we're going to inculcate these values and these ideals and this ideology to the children, to the children of America. We see that as our goal. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, more reasonable more uh, liberal-minded uh, gays and lesbians like we've talked to on the show, like mm -hmm. Amir Odom and Dave Rubin, who would not support this type of message. They don't want the government right. saying that, yeah, we need to reach out to every kid across America and affirm their gender confusion or things like that. Uh, they, they, they just were happy to get their yeah, their life and their protections and and let's live and let live and let's all be a part of this pluralistic society. But it seems as though, uh, like Nick's point was that this movement has just become this monster that has no limiting principle that isn't seeking to have pluralism that isn't seeking to live and let live, but that is looking to devour everything and make everything subject to its ideology. Yep. What's crazy too is the ideology is just a smattering of multiplicity and they're not they're not functioning on any sort of grounded foundational first principles that people can point to and and at least attach themselves to they're they're literally attaching themselves to kites in the wind that just mm -hmm. keep appearing um, left and right and if you're if you're trying to build a society utilizing that sort of framework you know it's it's like a carpenter using um, a faulty level um, or like a, a hammer that's uh, backwards or something like that. You, the house that you're going to be living in will ultimately fall and it will fall on your head. Yeah. And it's just it's so scary because we're all living in this in this house that's being built over our heads. And, and the only way to uh, to escape it is literally walk out the door. 
Yeah, it's crazy that you said there are kites flying in the wind and, and <laughs> Biden's like, your children are the kite strings that hold this nation together. The imagery is just uh, whew, less than less than ideal with everything that we're seeing right now. And you're right, they don't have like, they'll say that they rely on what, I don't know, Mao's Red Book is that is that their foundational teachings is that is that what they're relying on maybe maybe that's maybe that's where all of this is rooted but they're open-minded to everything everything suddenly becomes acceptable if you if everybody is somehow valid everybody's way of life is always valid and everybody must be heard out in any given moment and we must be accepting of all things and teach those things to children I just don't know how where where the structure is as you said Scott and like what is what is the cutoff point for for these things we got another super chat we need to read immediately from steven sanders he says i'm curious on if you did get a chance to watch my arrest steven i still have not seen your email in my inbox even searching for your name i was held in handcuffs for three hours over it i'd love to hear your thoughts on the idea that internal mass policies could lead to an arrest are masks constitutional um I'd have to think about that. Specifically mask mandates. Well, obviously, I, I disagree so. with mask mandates. We all know that. And uh, I was not particularly adherent to them when they were in, in full force here in, in Los Angeles. Do I think that they could lead to arrests absolutely i think obviously we saw it in your case we've seen it in other in other cases where in times of great do i want to do we even call it panic i guess you would call it great panic people do resort to using whatever ounce of power they have and often that power lies within law enforcement so you will see people arrested for doing what would be seemingly innocuous things under normal circumstances do i agree with it in any way shape or form no but I will say there are lines to be drawn, right? And you have to think about where those lines are for you. If suddenly, let's, let's put a, a hypothetical, a crazy one. Let's say a virus started sweeping through the United States of America and it was killing 80% of people. Regard, irregard, you know, I almost said irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about Megan you Fox. Yourself. Uh, regardless of, uh, regardless of age, regardless of health, whatever you got, you got the freaking black plague coming through the United States of America, and suddenly people are going, okay, a mask would help in stopping the transmission of a virus like this. I think for most people, there would be a certain number or a per certain a certain percentage or a certain level of risk that would make you go you know what, maybe we should have people do that. Now, the thing with COVID was they didn't have any of the numbers to back that up. They didn't have any of the stats, any of the studies, any of the research. And of course, we had the uh, less than transparent sort of acknowledgement or, or the idea that what was happening with COVID was not wholesome and might have been, we might have been lied to about the origins of the virus itself. But I'd have to guess that there would be a line for a society at some point where where saying you have to wear a mask would be something that most people would agree on. Yeah, I think that's my answer there. But COVID was not that time. And therefore, I didn't. your girl did not follow the rules. Well, I didn't get arrested. So I don't know what I would do if I was arrested for not wearing a mask. I don't know what I would do. Probably make a video about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what that would be. I would be uh, 
livid, livid. You'll okay. be super chatting someone else's show, tell, telling them to tell your story. <laughs> yeah, for real. My gosh. Uh, okay, guys, a few more little fun little quips and stories here. The New York Post pops, pop, posted this. Uh, Mamma Mia, NYC rules crack down on coal, wood-fired pizzerias. Must cut carbon emissions up to 75%. <laughs> Imagine how much are pizza places really contributing to your carbon emissions? Can somebody give me some numbers on that? And as somebody, for those of you who don't know, I, prior to working at PragerU and prior to working at the medical office that I worked at, worked at a wood-fired traveling pizza company, which I recommend you all check out. It's in Florida. It's called Shadrach's, uh, which is biblical, which uh, I guess Scott Shadrach's. Scott and Taylor will appreciate. Uh, but That's actually funny. Yeah, it's the story <laughs> yeah. of... Uh... Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego is out there. Abednego, yeah, look at you. Wow, look at me. (laughs) Was that an employee training? (laughs) I think it's a Sunday school almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I used to work at a traveling wood-fired pizza company, and I bet my ex-boss would be super pissed about these carbon emissions, even though he's a little little lefty liberal, a little bit. This is beyond that. This is just common sense. Like, really? Coal-fired pizzas are causing climate change? Like, that's the level that we've gotten to. We don't need to worry about the people in their private jets going to Davos to engineer all this stuff right. uh, to impose down on us. You know, you know the people who came up with this rule were are flying gallivanting, since that's the word of the day, <laughs> around the country and around the world. You know, preaching about climate change in their private jets, and like one flight probably emits a thousand times more CO two than a year's worth of pizza at a restaurant or, or all the restaurants in NYC. So give me a bleep bleeping break. BFFR. <laughs> this is just silly. It is just silly. Let the people have their pizza. That's about the only thing New York City has going for it is that they have pizza. So what are you going to do when they have to cut their carbon emissions by 75%? I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I can't yeah. even guys the whole re- what made what made risking your life by you know taking the subway across town to get to a pizza joint was this delicious nyc pizza mm-hmm. world renowned now mm-hmm. you don't even have the pizza you just get mugged on the subway exactly new york does have the best style of pizza by the way oh no I i've never been to new york that. no 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 actually it's, but it's I do new, new haven pizza. through and through new haven, new haven what through the hell is through. new haven pizza oh. i've never heard anybody True, say okay. new no, haven pizza <sighs> Oh no! The, the, what is that? The, we got one white crowd is going to come after you. No, I'm going to Google it. New Haven Pizza. Oh, uh, it's the true pizza connoisseurs. It's in. They say that the best places are in Connecticut. Oh right, my! Yep, yep. Look at this. Look. Which at, I don't know. It's I've absolutely gorgeous. Look at this. It's this is not work of art. Oh my gosh! Even better to eat. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you. We got to get you over there. You're fired. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, look, New York style pizza. Okay, well, let's look at the, the images here. Scott, this is a pizza. It's, it's not about the aesthetic. It's about the uh, the taste. Yeah, yeah. This is everything about this is perfect. Okay, no, what is no, what no. is what's going on? Uh, no, I'm not saying it's not bad. I, New York pizza is very good, but it's not the best. <laughs> New Haven takes takes the what pie. makes New Haven pizza better? I'm going on a tangent here, guys. Ooh, it's all about the it's all about the undercarriage. Honestly, it's just it's nice, firm. It's got a slight crunch to it. Yeah, it's not sloppy. It's slight, yeah, there's no there's no flop to it. You need to watch some uh, Dave Portnoy pizza one bite re- reviews because uh, he gives a whole 
He's got his all metrics that he runs. I through don't and... trust Dave Portnoy as far as I can throw him. You think I'm going to trust his <laughs> pizza mean, reviews? I mean, hey, absolutely I mean, not. Can't there. <laughs> I did make a ch- uh, did make a poll in the chat for you guys right now. Best pizza: New York City, New Haven, Chicago, or other? And said comment in the chat. Uh, New Haven's representing. It's got sixteen uh, percent. So some people know what's up. If you yeah. said thirty three percent New York, if you said Chicago, Chicago, you are also fired. <laughs> That is worse than saying New Haven pizza. Yeah, I'll, like I'll jump on you. Yeah, I'll jump on that. Pizza. That's, that's a that's a nah. That's not really pizza, you know. It's really not. I'm sorry, guys. That is not a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do super chats. I'm getting carried away here. Oh dear, we just this this got off the rails quick. We went on a tangent about pizza. We went on a tangent about naked homeless men, and that's why you watch this show, guys. That's why you show up when we go live. All right. Uh, Suits is kicking us off today. He says, not going to lie, the, the We're Here song kind of slaps, made it my ringtone. Also, what's the difference between a queer and a gay? I feel like nobody knows. There is a difference, apparently. Queer is kind of like a... Let, let's take it. Let's, let's, let's go to class, guys. Okay, welcome in class. Queer is like a larger umbrella term for a sexuality that is you know, dissident to or in challenge with heteronormativity, okay? So a lot of things could fall under the umbrella of of being queer, okay? While being gay is simply, you know, the same-sex relationship and particularly with homosexual men. Class is adjourned. Glad we all could learn that today. <laughs> Gonna learn today. <laughs> Gonna learn today. You didn't say all your make space take space affirmations and stuff oh, yes. before, before our lesson. We, before we get started in class everybody must say their pronouns before they uh talk and if you describe s- yourself for the visibly visually impaired people exactly let us know what you are wearing how tall you are uh what your strengths and weaknesses are <laughs> all of the things all of your neo pronouns so you're most likely standing on stolen ground yes acknowledge the ground oh, yes. that we are standing on this is very very important very very important wow guys uh okay lorna's little loves just sends a super chat no message thank you lorna uh madeline glowacki says hi i'm taylor scott appreciate the safe space to learn and grow in my beliefs thanks for the red pill though something i I have always struggled with is social media or political burnout do you not really i don't know why i'm kind of fueled by it though that's the thing i kind of love listening to this stuff and hearing about what's going on i as much as I take it seriously, right? I don't take it too seriously. Like it's not the pin which with my uh, my life sits on, upon which my life sits on. I have other things, you know, that I think bring fulfillment to me in other ways that bring me joy and happiness and stuff that I can rely on when I hear stuff that just makes me want to shove my head into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the frustration's there, but I... I... Similarly to Amala, I can say, I mean, my faith plays a big factor here because I'm like, you know, whatever happens with the world, whatever happens with uh, with America and just all the things that we talk about on a day to day basis, like ultimately my my hope is not in politics. It's not in, you know, the politicians or leaders or anything like that or even anything, everything going according to how I I think it should go. I'm going to fight. I'm going to do my duty. I'm going to stay true to my values and my beliefs and do everything I can. Uh, to steward my time well, but at the end of the day, 
it's it's in God's hands and he's sovereign and that's kind of how I stay sane in the midst of everything. So um Alicia Paul says, first live, Amala, my three-year-old daughter, Mila, adores you. She is convinced you're a princess. I adore you guys. I hope yes, she was Amala, not watching so this show. Share your skincare routine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope she was not watching uh, this show in particular. This show is not for three-year-olds. Hopefully she just sees like an Instagram photo every now and then. But hi, if you are watching, and I apologize. <laughs> um, skincare routine. No, what did I do recently? So the reason I wasn't live on Friday, right, is because I went to the dermatologist on Thursday and I was like you know I've got a little bit of like texture on my skin what, what can we do she's like let's do micro needling for those of you who don't know what micro needling is it's essentially like a little needle thingy I don't know how to describe it it's multiple <laughs> needles but superficial ones they're not going too deep in the skin and they're on like a little drill and they just like go across your face and of, of course opens up little pinpricks on your face and then Obviously, your skin has to regenerate and whatever and grow on top of what they've just like done. And it apparently smooths out your skin. So I did that for the first time on Thursday. It wasn't the most uncomfortable thing in the world. I did get my face numbed a bit beforehand and then they did it. But it did, in fact, feel like needles going into your face. That sounds like aerating like a golf course and a green. Like, <laughs> it's they like literally that. do. That. It's like that. Yeah, when they go and poke the little holes yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like Botox or filler or anything, because that's not my thing. But it's like, yeah, it's it's just like aerating a golf course. <laughs> that, that it did not make sense to me until Scott said that. And I'm like, oh, that's what that's what's true. But I basically looked like a pumpkin afterwards, as you can probably imagine. So I was not live on Friday because I just looked like a Looney Tune. Just looked crazy. It's looking crazy. Anyways, but now I'm back and I look normal. So it's good. So there we go. Um, Rafal Bajorski says, wow, finally caught you live. So greetings from Polish, simple kind of man in Netherlands. By the way, Pride Parade was never for children in Berlin or Amsterdam since I remember parades were wild. Yeah, it seems like they should just do like this is if they're going to continue, they should say this is an adult event and maybe if the city's involved they should have like a place where you register to go into the pride parade where they just don't allow children through the entry point i feel like that's a fix you can still do your mm -hmm. little parade thing you can still be all weird in the street and stuff just don't allow children to be present yeah and one other comment on this that uh, we didn't talk about earlier but I, I believe which city was the bud light the sponsor of this whole of the drag parade in it's either toronto or was, i think it was toronto yeah i think it was toronto um, as well but there was an interesting story i saw on daily wire right before the show where yingling in pennsylvania was sponsoring an event and there was it was a dragon with the divas show and that event was open to children age 13 to 18 mm -hmm. and Ooh. yingling started getting some heat on social media for it when they were made aware of this they pressured the event organizer and um the event organizer changed the age of admission to 18 and mm -hmm. yingling issued a statement saying we support them changing the age to 18 this is for adults and you shouldn't drink until you're 21 just a simple like thing but it's just the contrast you know we talk about why is this happening? No one ever pushes back. Like the that is the glaring difference between the a brand is told 
hey, there's kids at this event, the brand should then come out and put pressure on the organizers to say, hey, we can't, we're not going to allow right. you to sponsor that, or we're not going to be your sponsor. We're not going to support you in doing this if you're having kids here. So just like the government should be able to like ID people if they're involved, the brand should be able to intervene and pressure the event organizers and say, well, we're going to pull our sponsorship if you're allowing kids in here. Right. And at the so end anyway, of the day, that was a good story. it's the parents' fault too. Why are these parents? Yeah. I mean, if you're a parent that's bringing your kid to that, I guess at the end of the day, it's your choice. But what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. More of the story. Be good to parents. Also, drink Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're not even sponsoring us. No. Maybe we should. We were we not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not promote them up. until they are. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't drink don't any drink, beer. Don't drink any beer. Um, Mystic says, I remember when pride parades were more about awareness. Now it's an excuse for everyone to engage in some horrible college frat party movie scene yeah i mean i don't remember when they were about awareness but maybe that was before my time it's very possible that was before my time yeah no worry um madeline again says i also hope you could touch on parents who are having their parental rights stripped because they won't affirm their child it's a big thing that's happening in california right now where they're saying you know essentially if you don't affirm your child's gender that's a form of child abuse and therefore they can take action the state can take action against you i there's some crazy i maybe that's a whole rabbit hole that i need to go down of how often this is actually happening but obviously that is insane and not okay and the state has just so much power over the parent-child relationship and i get why it's necessary in cases of abuse and things like that but that is not abuse there is a documentary that I actually encourage you all to watch. It's on Netflix and it's called Take Care of Maya. And it was just recently uh, published on there. And it's about this young girl who was experiencing a chronic illness and her parents took her to to the hospital after taking her to multiple doctors, treating this illness for quite a bit of time. And the hospital was like, you're abusing your child and you have Munchausen by proxy and you are treating her for something that she doesn't have. And they stripped this child from her parents. And it was this whole saga. I won't tell you how it ends, uh, but a lot of stuff goes down. And it's just sometimes insane to think about how much power they have over you know, coming into families and breaking them up when things like this happen. And again, there are several instances where the government is doing the right thing in that case and children are being abused and should be taken away from their parents. But there are also a lot more than I thought where that is not the case at all and parents are being having their kids taken away from them. Yeah. Unreal. Same energy, too, as that White House statement we saw. They're not your kids. Yep. You know? Um Alex Santayas says, hey there, gang. My naked person story uh, was when I was on Vegas Boulevard and this woman was 100% without clothes walking on the sidewalk. No arrests. Vegas Boulevard sounds right. I yeah, mean, I mean, was this a homeless situation or was this like a Vegas stripper type of situation? Right. Who knows? But either way, you tell jail. Me. Just kidding. Uh, Alex also says, by the way, Amala's homeless person story literally sounds like it's straight out of a dystopian movie like I Am Legend. Too bad it's actually real life. Yep. Just commonplace, really. I think everybody has one. Everybody has a homeless, naked person Everybody story. in San Francisco and L.A. and certain <sighs> Most definitely. Cities, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kira Spate says, I used to be pro-pride until it became so sexual and in your face it made me uncomfortable. Why can't people exist without shoving it down your throat? Yeah, I try to think back to like when I was a kid going to these pride parades. What could I have possibly been thinking? 
because I, I'm obviously I don't remember whether or not it registered how sexual the activity was. I can definitely remember thinking it was strange, but not strange, negative or strange, positive, just strange. So I wish I could just go back to that time and be like, what is this little kid thinking and have some insight there? Because that, it's just so weird. Sounds like you need some therapy to revisit your, <laughs> your memories. Maybe right. it's trauma. You're suppressed <laughs> right. Uh, Angelus says, is it true that whatever happens in the U.S. will eventually filter down into Australia? Because I live down under and this is worrisome. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I think there's an element of just whatever happens in the U.S. sort of trickles down, you know, trickle down economics into every other country because a lot of other countries look to the U.S. for for inspo. We're, we're uh, inspo. <laughs> but I think... I've seen a lot of videos of people in other countries saying we no longer want to look to America because they're absolutely insane. There was one of this guy interviewing people in Korea about how they felt about gender and in South Korea, of course. And all of the South Koreans, for the most part, were like, there's men and there's women. And I like don't like even looking at American news anymore because it feels like they've just gone crazy and I don't even know what's going on over there. So I think there's an element of, yes, taking influence from the United States because we have a stronghold on pop culture and music and all of in movies and entertainment, but it's changing and it's changing quickly. How the amount of people that I hear that I'm like, they're listening to K-pop or watching Korean dramas and anime over American television and movies is growing and growing and growing and growing. And I'm not sure that we've ever had other countries have so much influence over our entertainment in a really long time so it's fascinating to see that that shift is happening whilst america is becoming crazier and forcing propaganda and indoctrination into its films and not creating good products so it's leaving space for other countries and a space that you know what if you're going to take it and create a good product and it's going to be more creative than what we're doing here by all means you have every right to take that space i just wonder if it will shift i don't know our uh our minds a little bit and make us realize that maybe instead of other people emulating us, we need to start emulating other countries. Yeah. Or just not make woke stuff and go back to making creative things, no matter what country it comes from. Yeah. But we, we could easily be a leader in that again, if we would just set aside the wokeness and right. there's tons of super talented people in Hollywood and, and, you know, our, our country is full of talents and creativity, but uh, it's all been hijacked and put into the same terrible boring woke yeah. stuff so uh ahmed al magrahi says last june you said you're getting say gay necklace to taylor did you get it oh did we oh because we were going over pride products was that what happened last oh, last yeah. june okay this vaguely oh, yeah. rings a bell yeah where was That's that right. the the say oh yeah it was because of the don't say gay thing there was a say gay necklace and i never did buy that for taylor <laughs> i don't think he was gonna wear it to be honest <laughs> it would have been a waste it would have, oh, here it is. Yeah. This, oh, okay. Let me replug in my computer so you guys can see it. This is the Say Gay necklace. It's $145. Absolutely not. Am I spending money on that? But uh, there it is, guys. Gorgeous. 10 out of 10. I don't know what I would do with that. <laughs> Actually, I do know what I would do with that. But, uh, Katie New says, as a 26-year-old woman who's looking to have children soon, the, the current state of our country where child grooming and abuse is so accepted terrifies me. I feel I'm not allowed to be not okay with it. Makes me a bigot to many. You can be not okay with it. I think that is still, that is yet 
to be ground that has been encroached upon. I think it's slowly getting there, but I still think, you know, 90, 99% of people are not okay with that. And that is a collective stance that we take in this country for the most part. Yeah, this is that demoralization point I was talking about earlier. Their, their desire is to push this stuff so loudly and so hard and so ubiquitously that everywhere you look, uh, it you you feel like you're in the minority and that you feel like you're going to be called a bigot or you're intimidated out of speaking your mind or just saying what are common sense things that children shouldn't be sexualized and such. Uh, and that's that's their goal with the the loudness and pushing it so hard. So mm -hmm. uh, don't let them demoralize you out of even having common sense and speaking what you know to be true. Uh, Flynn Vasens says, have you talked about the Starbucks LGBT employees strike on taking LGBT decor down? Not sure if it's true, but would you fire them or not? Yeah, I've heard about that. They said that in some stores, Target, I mean, not Target, Starbucks was taking down their pride, you know, decorations and stuff. But then the Target higher ups came out and said there is no rule that we have to take these down. We, that is not a stance that we're taking. So it just seems kind of all over the place. It seems like a few franchises have just decided to do this and then the employees got upset. So I'm not... Yeah not taking any sort yeah, of Yeah, then there, there was a report that went viral in conservative media that said that, that Starbucks had issued a blanket ban of the decorations in all their stores. And then Starbucks came out and said, that's not true. But then the activist employees were still mad because they're all unionized. And of course, they're going to, you know, do everything they can to push decorating it like crazy in every store. So I don't know. It's just but yeah, a bunch no, of drama. If they're not going to work, they should be fired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot that was no also mercy. part of the question. You should fire them 100%. <laughs> hundred percent if somebody that i was hiring to work for me started complaining because rainbow decorations weren't up i'd fire them now could i get sued for that in today's time probably would i take the chance absolutely <laughs> you're fired <laughs> and also maybe put them in jail <laughs> uh keith roy strauss says marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again, John 3, 7. Don't know what translation that is, but I, I I'm do know the verse. Obviously so. unfamiliar. <laughs> Thanks for dropping that verse. Uh, at first I thought it was like a Marvel comment. I'm like, oh, Marvel, what's he got yeah, to say? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Marvel not. Uh, anyways, uh, Madeline again says, the happy shiny people doc was a about a public cult and interesting to compare to the LGBTQ plus as the cult symptoms really are similar. Similar. Which cult? X umbrella terms. Which cult are we referring to? I'm curious. Uh, what happy, was it called? Happy shiny people. Rainbow happy shiny people or happy shiny people? I guess just happy shiny people. That's what I see I'm in the super chat. Yeah, there's. Uh, we've looked up articles before on the show where it's like here's the characteristics of a cult, and there's a lot of overlap with some of the uh, more extreme ideological stuff we're seeing oh the duggar the family lgbtq movement oh it's a duggar mm -hmm. stuff yeah gosh i haven't even read about that or watched anything on that but it just looks terrifying so I'll have be interesting to check it out yeah um ahmed again says what's going on in your insta comment section in my insta comment section i don't yeah. know nothing is there something going on i, I don't, don't know I mean, folks wilding. No, I Who guess knows? I don't know. I don't see anything going on in my comment section. 
Uh, Audrey says, would you ever consider debating Ethan Klein from H3 podcast? He likes to quote unquote own right wingers in debates. Most recently, Ollie London and Pearl, but I would love to see him have a civil convo with you. I feel like me and Ethan Klein would agree on a lot of things. I don't think we would agree on like the topic that he talked about with Ollie London, which is the transgender stuff. I think we'd find, uh, yeah, not a lot of common ground there. I did see a few clips from his episode with Pearl, and she just was not strong in uh, the things that she was advocating for. And of course, you pressed her on the slavery comments. Uh, which is just gonna it's gonna go nowhere and get you nowhere. And I think she ended up just leaving the show after that. I don't know. I it, I don't know. I, I would do it, sure, but I don't know that his intention there is actually to like have a civil discussion. That's the thing. I don't think he's entering the conversation with like, oh, I can't wait to like find common ground with this person. He's doing it for the sole purpose of like, I think I'm smarter than you. I think I'm better than you. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Which, you know, mm -hmm. at least he comes to the table with actual things that the people have said, actual quotes, and like is going back and forth with them, uh, which is fine. That's good. But I, I don't think his goal is civil conversation. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And good contrast to that would be like that Jubilee podcast you were just on. A guy who used to right. be right wing, who is now on the left, but you guys had a very civil conversation. And the goal was to find common ground, share ideas, and like understand the other's point of view and just showcase that. And that was really. Uh, a great demonstration of what civil conversation is and that's yeah. not what you're getting on a lot of these these shows right it's just exhausting too like imagine you're talking to somebody and they're just constantly trying to like uh, 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 right. uh, uh, uh. it's not like trying it's not like an actual like oh yeah, anyways. yeah they and their team have prepared every look look through all your stuff and they've looked for when you look the dumbest and said the worst things and then trying to weaponize that against you or answer for things that you never said or all this stuff i don't know it's just but I think is, I'm they won't find anything of me. Watch it. They won't find anything. Good television. You can't media yeah. matters me, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, G Jared Yavara says, I don't understand the left's obsession with children. They keep saying the right is obsessed with children, but who's the one coming for the children? Yeah. Like I said, they uh, create the problem and then yell at you for being upset about the problem. Well said. S simple said. Uh, Stevie Capone. <laughs> says what are your thoughts about the parents who knowingly now take their kids to these events where children where men are exposed uh should they be investigated um i don't know what you would investigate them for i don't think that's legal but i do think they're bad parents that's about it i would just say you know i think you're uh personally i think you're a bad parent and you might think this is good parenting and something that you should be exposing your kids to i would call that into question definitely would want to debate a parent who thinks that that is acceptable for their children to see but as far as having them investigated no i don't i don't think um there's anything to be done there carlos cata says i remember when pride parade in madrid was just about celebrating where everyone was welcome and now the collective decided to organize a second parade because the OG one was, quote unquote, too festive. It's a socialist party convention at this point. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You guys got it. You're on to it. <laughs> Carlos knows what's up. Thanks for watching from Spain. Um, Brian McHattie says, isn't the vast majority of NYC heated by steam? How are those steam plants fueled? You know, I don't know that. I don't know what <laughs> it's not is a piece by. of knowledge that I had in my knowledge drawer. Yeah, handy. not a not an area of expertise for me. <laughs> uh, but I see your point. Maybe they're 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 powered by coal. 
probably they're doing their best to get the wind turbines and the the whatever solar stuff going and it's probably not reliable let's step in la but anyways uh alex centea says i promise i don't send but amla's got that hollywood swag with that jacket on isn't it all too hot in cali for that jacket though no it's not too hot in here <laughs> scott's probably <laughs> no, like it is too hot for I that jacket sweating over here <laughs> not in the studio yeah Everybody who's in the studio with me suffers because I <laughs> like the temperature to be, I think, normal, but they think boiling hot. Uh, That's actually the reason I moved away. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I am chilling in my jacket and I am not sweating. But Scott's also got a, a lot of other stuff going on back there. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. other reasons to be sweating. Sure. <laughs> they, they call him Hot Scott for a reason. Uh, Faithful Caden says, so in regards to the Amish, do they get to be the exception as far as, quote unquote, our children? Yeah, I mean, you could try with the Amish. I don't know how well that'd be if trying to <laughs> go, and, go and engage with their community, which is probably, you know what, maybe we need to have an Amish-like revolution, right? Where we just, you know, create our own communities. We get rid of the technology. We get rid of the outside influence. Unplug from uh, the matrix. Yeah, you know what? I went to visit the Amish when I was 13 years old. It's pretty cool. That's all I got to say. It's a pretty fun time. It's a fun memory for me. <laughs> My knowledge on the Amish stops with like Dwight Schrute and The Office. And there is a girl on TikTok who's like Amish and she like live streams herself churning mm -hmm. butter and stuff. And I came across that and I was like, wow, this is just so fascinating. She like goes and feeds the animals and yeah. does her day of the life and talks and like, this is crazy. They're farming yeah, and woodworking so. and they got bakeries and, you know, they make a good, make good living. I, I have to say they may be the best carpenters in the world at this point in time. Like I got to grow up in and around a lot of Amish um, neighborhoods, mm -hmm. um, you know, having to dodge buggies here and there, like going down roads or going to school. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, I like their woodworking is incredible and it lasts imagine. forever. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. Nothing lasts forever anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, true. I mean, no, I'm saying theirs probably does, but well, our, oh, yeah. none of the stuff that we no. make lasts forever. That's like, I got an Ikea chair. Yeah, this particle board <laughs> stuff. Just, just come dude, on. It's crazy. You know, like my grandparents will have like a washing machine that they've had since the 70s or something yeah. like that. And you, can you imagine? Things are made to break these days. Planned obsolescence. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like your, your iPhone battery degrading in a year so you have to get a new one everything All is made stuff. to break these days ladies and gentlemen uh, we are going to start our own amish-like community one of these days that's the ultimate that's the goal of this show by the end <laughs> of this show however many years you stick around the end of it end of it is in communal living in an amish <laughs> in a homesteading so we're going to be doing uh, Nick Tyler says, as a member of the pizza community, I'm canceling Scott for using undercarriage and pizza in the same sentence. And I dodge that cancel, sir. You go to you go to Sally's of Pizza and you go to Frank Pepe's in New Haven. You come back and you tell me what you think as about it. As soon as I heard undercarriage, I was like, it's not the most appetizing word you could use. <laughs> <laughs> there was a better word for <laughs> crust. There was Perhaps. a better word. Bottom uh... of the crust. Uh, Amanda DGL says, I live in a rural area and work nights, so I've never seen any of these issues in person. So it's foreign and concerning. Thanks for making me aware. It's Isn't it always great when things are foreign and concerning? Not when they're like yeah, in like, your backyard. I'm sorry and we made you aware. You've been better <laughs> yeah, off ignorant right. of these yeah, horrible right. things. Sometimes. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. 
Uh, Alex, and again, says Gino's Pizza in Chicago is just to die for. Tomato sauce on top of the cheese and pepperoni and sausage under the cheese with a perfect golden crust. This is like upside down. Get some help. <laughs> Get some help. What is it? The Michael Jordan? Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how I feel. Are you guys, how are you on the, you got to ask the pineapple and pizza question? Absolutely are not. You, no? Absolutely not. Scott? Prison. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence about this one. Some days it's it's okay. I, I liked it when I was younger, but as I've grown older, the, I've you it's realize, pepperoni and sausage for me. Yeah, you realize it was a crime yeah, committed against you yeah. as you get older. Yeah, yeah. I don't get the the you know put put whatever you want on your pizza if you like it. If you don't, get a different pizza. Like I, I don't really think that there should be people policing other people's topping hey, choices. That's my position. I'm I'll for, eat pineapple and ham on pizza or whatever, but I'm not like. A I'm huge fan. No, I'm for no pineapple mandates. They're constitutional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys can eat what you want. I saw a video on TikTok of something. I don't even know what it was called. I think it was called a Brazilian pizza. And maybe I'll look it up while you guys read the other super chats. I'm going to show you this heinous, heinous pizza. Okay, I'm making a poll real quick on the pineapple question since it's always so divisive. So you guys vote on YouTube. Uh, where are we at next? Andrew Curiel says, love you guys. I was hoping to share a new podcast with you guys to check out. Getting to the facts. Keep up the good work. That's getting number two. Hey, the facts. I'll have to check that out. Guys, let's take a look at this pizza really quick. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping that's cheese and not mayonnaise. Uh, it says cheese filled. Okay, so I'm hoping that's cheese. It says Philadelphia cheese. Is that cream cheese? Cream cheese. Okay, so <laughs> just get a load of this, guys. Okay. I so he puts that on there, right? Okay, he's gonna fold the crust over. We get it. All right, go around. Perfect. Look at that measly watery sauce. Okay, he throws that on there. For some reason, puts a little Y through it. Ham? Just buckets of ham? I don't know what the yellow stuff is. I don't know if that's like spiced shredded chicken or something like that. Salami or of some sort. Chicken sections? Look how much. Look. Just look what's happening. Those look like peas. I think that's peas and onions. I do like onions. Don't get me wrong. Maybe the, that's a boiled egg. This is like a Gordon Ramsay TikTok <laughs> where you're commenting on it. <laughs> oh. yeah. More cream oh, no. Cheese. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. More cream cheese or mayo or whatever that is. Ugh. This is a heart attack waiting to happen. I don't know what it is. <sighs> is this one of those hood meals? <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> People wouldn't oh even eat this. No. Jail. Oh. God. <laughs> okay. On to more super it's a chats. Crime against humanity. Yeah, now that we've all witnessed this. You did say that's Brazilian. I could tell you someone who lived in Brazil has Brazilian people in my family. That is not a Brazilian this pizza. Says they have a traditional pizza. Brazilian pizza. Taylor. Maybe a that's like their equivalent of Chicago style. It's just like weird lasagna posing as pizza. I just can't believe it. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> can't believe it. Uh, anyways, all right. Nice little detour there. We've Sorry. been down a few rabbit holes today. Yes. 
Uh, Nicodemus, 1984, says, Hi to the team. Living in France, I can tell the best pizzas I've ever tasted were made in Italy or the southeast of France. Cheers to the trio. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take your word. Yeah, Italy deserves a seat at the table for sure, I guess, (laughs) for inventing the whole thing. You should allow that. It's allowed. Um, Sutma Dude says, The Pride videos coming out not only prove the behavior has gone out of control, but that humans are evolving into hippos. Those lesbians are rotund. No comment. I'll let your the pride videos is. coming out. Was that a deliberate uh, pun? <laughs> well played. Uh, Tipper T says, Hi, Amala. Originally a leftist, but after watching your videos almost every day and doing my own research, I realize my views align more right, and I appreciate everything you and your team does. Whoa, crazy. Wow, that is so wild. Every time I hear somebody say that, I'm just like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> There is no way. Oh, well, there there is a way. I don't want to say there's no way, but that's like, that's crazy. Almost. Watch my language. There are three-year-olds watching this podcast. Oh, God. I hope not today. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope not today. I apologize. As we said before. But uh, no, that's awesome. And, that is awesome. Uh, very, Welcome. Very cool to hear. Uh, Alicia Paul says she wasn't watching today. Oh, the three-year-old. <laughs> uh, she doesn't listen. She just likes your face. Taylor, it's pronounced perfect mila haha <laughs> mila uh, we are in That's such a oh, pretty great. name we are in ultawa by the way o o l t e w a h so there's another word i can't pronounce so O-O-L-T-E-W-A-H. thanks for explaining one pronunciation to me and then giving me another word that where is, is that <laughs> i spelled it. oh it's in tennessee ooh amala's creeping on you oh wow Ultawa. i should have known that see that's i'm ashamed to my huh. own state huh. Okay. Still getting there, guys. I still got the California license plates on my cars, and I'm like, need to change those before somebody keys my car. Yeah, probably. Uh, fitting that stereotypical liberal coming to our state. They're coming. Uh, anyways, I'm actually going to DMV either tomorrow or maybe this afternoon if I can get there to change it. So that sounds um, so fun. Cut speed. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Uh, LG says, first live, Amala, you are an incredible young woman. If the youth took an example from you, then we would probably be living in a much better world. I wish you, Taylor, and Scott all the best. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. If every young person was like me, what problems would we be dealing with? There would be theater, musical theater nerds everywhere. And that's an issue. <laughs> Even as one myself, I acknowledge that that's a problem. We'd be living. People in a would musical. be getting their faces. We'd be narrated. living in a musical. Yeah, it'd be a problem. <laughs> yeah, they would. They would. Um, Ahmed says you made my standard very high. Now I won't marry if I can't find someone like you. Wow, appreciate it. <laughs> high praise. There's uh, a bunch of out there. Trust me. Yeah, there are a bunch out there running around. I'm not that unique. Plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, Stevie Capone says, shout out to Scott for his great editing skills on the taped episodes. The funny clips he throws in there elevates the episodes even more. Did y'all hear that? Give Scott his credit. Yeah, Welcome. yeah, yeah. Say Show his that name. man some love. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he does a great job. But yet Friday's video, we had a, a video of Riley Gaines. And that thing's already about to pass a million if it hasn't already. Yeah, that's uh, wild. So that thing just popped off. Scott edited that one, did a great job. So I can't yeah, even fathom a million people love. watching a video. That's so crazy. Mind boggling. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tipper T says, also caught your live stream finally. 
I'm also a new fan from California as well. Have you thought about doing a meet and greet? Would love to meet you all in person. I have thought about it, but I'm too scared. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All it takes is one cray cray person and I just can't. (laughs) I don't know. You we know. need like a maximum security facility. Exactly. You're going to get like scanned and stuff before you come <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> We're going to meet in an airport terminal. <laughs> All it takes is one cuckoo person, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to bring the mood down, right? But I was traumatized by the Christina Grimmie story, which all of you, not all of you will know, but some of you will know. You girl lived a little ways away from Orlando where that whole incident happened. And that was before I was doing any videos on the internet. I was probably, I don't think I was 16 at the time. But that had me shooketh to my core, that whole story. So I'm always, what's the word, trepidatious? Look at that, gallivanting trepidatious. In regard to that type of stuff. Irregardless, this is a <laughs> great vocabulary lesson today. Uh, Lacey Hodges says, my friend Adriana moved to America when she was young and now has a boyfriend and two sons trying to get her papers. They have just gave a 30-day notice to leave the country because she won't get the vax. Please pray for her. Uh-oh. That's going to be an uphill battle. We still doing that? I know. What? It's a little strange. Here in America. Wild. I think here it's a... Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that man, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. I was, I thought it, I thought it was over now after, because we covered the Novak Djokovic story. He couldn't play in the U.S. Open because of it. Um, but anyway. Novak Djokovic. Horrendous. You know, he could just come through the border in the South. I hear that's wide open. <laughs> um, anyways... Uh... Uh, Katie knew again, says, for the life of me, I don't understand parents wanting their own kids to see any of the sexually explicit stuff that's going on right now. Like I said, I gave my theory earlier. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of theories circulating out there, you know? That's all I'm going to Yeah. What else can you say? You're a bad parent. That's what else you can say. (laughs) Um, Matthew Smith says, been watching a bunch of your shows and a few people like Peter Bogosian to see all points of view. And my mind has been changed from a lot of things. Never far left, but now leaning right. Peter is very, very, he's a good resource. If you're like looking to see people in action, having these sorts of conversations, watch somebody deal with somebody who, you know, does not want to listen to them, does not want to hear them. He's a great resource and he's just brilliant. So, yeah, check out Peter Bogosian 100%. Yeah, we reacted to one of his videos a while back. I think Scott found it. Scott's a big Peter fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he does those, like, live um, street, what do you call them, street epistemology or street psychology or whatever. Yeah. Where he has, he's like a Jubilee video, but he does it live in person and creates some really interesting conversations. And then they try to shut him down, and there's woke people on a campus. It was great. But anyway, you guys Lots can look that up on the channel if you want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Cookie says K dramas for the most part are far more clean and wholesome. Yeah, and seems like very traditional stories. It seems from what I've never watched a K drama, uh, but I I know plenty of people who love them, and they're like creative. I understand South Korea is like super Christian, like oh I didn't know that super high, yeah, um, or at least I know like the church is really really big there, Christian church, but. Um, Anyways, uh, Eloise says, there's an age-old saying we have where I live. Don't know if you've heard it. America sneezes and the world catches the cold. I have Oof. not heard that saying, but that absolutely uh, is coming to be true. I'm I'm worried. I'm like interested to see where the pendulum swings back and people are like, oh, no, we're not. We're no longer going to listen to them anymore. And I think it is 
contingent upon that influence that we have with media and entertainment. And as soon as we lose that, which could happen any moment now. Mm -hmm. I think the more we're losing our grip on reality, the more people are taking us not seriously. Yep. So as they should. Uh, Cabes says, I thought this might make you laugh. I was talking with a coworker about the movie Mean Girls. She liked the movie, but thought it was inherently fat phobic. Might be why it's called Mean Girls. Oh, gosh. I guess every movie made before now is, would be inherently fat phobic. There was not a lot of fat representation happening in uh, American films until, until shallow recently. Hal. Yeah, Shallow yeah, Hell. Joanna so. Man. I guess There's we're all fat phobic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I refreshed and lost my pace, pl place now. Here we go. Uh, Tipper T says, I started watching more anime and Korean drama because I got tired of the woke BS. I was a huge Star Wars fan my whole life and Disney Plus and other companies just ruining it by forcing a narrative. I'm hearing that a lot and it doesn't disappoint. I, there's some anime stuff that I watched. And I'm like, this is really good. And this is just a well-written story. And I don't have to worry about like any underlying messages, subliminal, anything. You can just watch it and be entertained and it's good. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't blame a lot of people. I might have to dust off Pokemon or something. <laughs> yeah, my Dragon my go-to is definitely the DBZ, Dragon Ball Z, and like Dragon Gundam Z. Wing, and those those ones. Those were on point. The most recent one I watched uh, is Death Note, and that was oh, yeah. really, really good. Yeah. My wife watched um, Spirited Away, I think, or your, oh, so your favorite. Spirited Away, so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could watch that every it. day for the rest of my life. So good. <laughs> I need to give it a shot. Uh, Christina says, starting July 3rd, see Sound of Freedom in theaters. Real life story of saving trafficked children. Netflix Prime and others rejected it. Show support. Mm, I'll have to check that out. Is that the Tim Ballard one? Be. I think it might yeah, be. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely, it's based off Tim Ballard. Um, and I think it's done by the same production house that uh, does The Chosen. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah, we, we've had Tim Ballard on the show or maybe the old show. I can't yeah, remember. But yeah, yeah he's, old show. he's a friend of uh, Brigger Eve. Yes, he is. Nick Tyler says in Ecuador, the LGBT movement struggles to indoctrinate because the language is part of the human condition that the people hold sacred. Controlling language is the movement's weapon. How do we fight this war on compelled speech? You don't allow your speech to be compelled. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then you Simple fight enough. it legally, uh, which, you know, we, we've seen many try to do and are successful here unsuccessful there it's just all about maintaining your stance on not necessarily even truth but just like you know you're not i'm not gonna be subservient to the changes that you're constantly making on any given day but yeah let the lie come into the world but not through me was that solzhenitsyn this guy yep solzhenitsyn mm. Uh, Lex says, I grew up in an area that has less than a thousand people. And I know of two girls who want to remove their breasts and they're both under 16. What are the odds? You know, what are the odds that something like that could happen? Could it possibly be that they're being indoctrinated? <sighs> it's just wild. I wonder if we're ever going to get accurate numbers on how many like young people are experiencing stuff like this. I don't even know what the actual number is at this point, just because it's all over the place. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Because there's no way, like, you know, we always talk about when Matt Walsh was on uh, Rogan and he gave a millions of kids are on puberty blockers or whatever, and they right. fact-checked him on that. But the numbers that they came up with, it was like, not even, I'm not sure it's oh, it was like, like thousands. Yeah, it was a few thousands. thousands or something. I think it's yeah. like 8,000 or something like that. There's no way. No, no way. way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Josephine Strand says, God, finally seeing you guys live. Much love from Sweden. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. Love the Scandinavians representing. <laughs> um, Edged Sharp says, hey, thank you for all the work you guys do. Amelia, I like the interview. It must have been a typo. Amala, I like the interview you had with Jordan P. It was fascinating. Oh, yeah. That's I'm German funny. and our government is so left too. Haha, ha, you would have fun here. God bless from Germany. I can only imagine. There's ammunition all over the place for this show. We need to start going mm. international. <laughs> I want to go to Germany. That's definitely high on my list of places to oh, go. Yeah, I bet it, it's beautiful. It is unbelievable. Yeah. If you go, I suggest going to Nuremberg and spending as much time as you can mm. in and around that area. And then you can go south and around uh, the southern part um, and touching Austria, like hands hands down one of the most beautiful places on this planet we're going mobile yeah yeah we're going global guys <laughs> i know like seven words in german so i'm well equipped they all speak english but, yeah. <laughs> right i can say ein gross und kalt bier bitte a large and cold beer oh yeah. wow beautiful <laughs> so Very useful. Good. uh let's see K-Bear says, hey, saying hi from Canada. So hard to find alternative news sources here. So it's refreshing to hear your random Canadian takes. Much love. I think we ought to start putting in, we got to start, you know, broadening our, our views a little bit. We need to start looking at other countries. The issue is we don't live in them. So we don't have, you know, much of a ground to stand on and commenting about the things going on. We're you the know? stereotypical, insular, ignorant Americans. Exactly. We're just trying to make sense of what's going on in our own country. Exactly. Oh, dear. But I don't know. Every stuff I said from stuff from Canada on COVID and the gender stuff and their euthanization laws and all this. Y'all got some stuff going on up there. Crazy. Yeah, but I know there's lots of great people up there, but yikes. Anyways, uh, Aisha says, finally caught you guys live. Love the show so much. You guys actually turned me from a leftist to conservative, supporting you guys from Dubai. Dude, what are our numbers? <laughs> what are our numbers on this? We need to start interviewing you guys. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. We need a place for you all to share your stories. We actually do in Discord. If you join the Discord channel, we have a, a channel that's called uh, Introduce Yourself. And then another one, I believe it's like testimonials or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can share uh, your story and tell us how uh, unapologetic has influenced you or, you know, just make, meet some people who have gone through the same transformation. So yeah. definitely check out the discord. If uh, that's something that you would like to do, we'd love to hear your stories. Mm -hmm. um, Kira Spate again says, Amola, where is your jacket from? I love it. Uh, lots of love from South London. Again, insert Tyler's intro noise here. Uh, Taylor's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got this at Goodwill guys. And I know it sort of looks like a members only jacket. It's Lexan not. On it was yeah, like four ninety nine. It was like a four ninety nine. I don't think it's members only. It doesn't say it anywhere. Um, but yeah, it was like four ninety nine at Goodwill back in Florida. So and if y'all are international and don't have Goodwill, that's a thrift store. So <laughs> uh, we got to start thinking about now. Like people don't know necessarily. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. We got to yeah our references. High uh, Q says Amla, the millionaire who built the sub, said he didn't want old white guys designing it. Like liberals who vote for Democrats in their cities, they get no sympathy from me. Yeah, I still don't. Like, there could be a million things that people could, like, say, like, this guy did this bad thing or said this bad thing. I, nothing would be, nothing to me would have me have no sympathy for, like, the way, the suffering, which they didn't suffer, luckily, now that we know that it imploded and stuff like that. But, oh, my gosh. 
that's just horrible and horrifying. I think one of the guys, one of the, like the leftists that we responded to on uh, the video in that live stream responded, and I didn't watch all of his video, but he said something to the effect of like, this billionaire was selling jets to other billionaires or whatever, and he's like polluting the earth, and you know, like billionaires make their money by exploiting people, and Obviously, we don't have the same views on people who uh, acquire wealth. I think there are plenty of billionaires who do bad things. I think there are probably billionaires who do uh, great things as well and who are not bad people. And there we'll, we'll continue to disagree on that. Nothing justifies like being happy about like random people's deaths who you do not know and who presumably have done good things like the guy was working for like conservation and awareness surrounding malaria and nigeria and stuff like that and there was a 19 year old boy on board there's just so many things that were happening that just like none of it justifies being happy about the death of an individual and yeah, I, maybe maybe we'll react to that leftist guy's video, but it was some of the same talking points that we reacted to in the episode that we did about the subject. So I didn't know if you guys wanted me to uh, to revisit that. It's just like none of it justifies being happy about somebody's death, and especially a doom as heinous as is that. Ugh. Yeah, and you can you can recognize that it may have been foolish, you know, in in some way, yeah. shape, or form. But that doesn't mean you have to go around like taking advantage of the fact that they perished and that's a terrible thing right and it's like the people were bringing up this the the migrant boat right that had you know 700 people i think passed on this boat or whatever and you nobody would look at that and be like hopefully nobody would look at that and be like i have no sympathy for those people even though you could also look at that situation and go you know what it wasn't the smartest thing to do to pack that many people onto a boat and drift out into the water can we all acknowledge that? Yeah. Are you going to go, I'm so glad that they died in pursuit of whatever it was they were pursuing? No, of course not. It's just horrible. But people are just detached from humanity because they hear the word billionaire and their brains turn off and they turn into NPCs. <laughs> uh, that's a great mic drop at the end of that. <laughs> NPCs. <laughs> Um, Frank Caggiano says pineapple on, pineapple belongs on pizza 10,000 times more than stuffs like chicken and sun-dried tomatoes. And I'm Italian, so come for me. I would agree maybe with the chicken part, but I have seen, you know, Taylor likes his odd Bar slice of barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah, he's into that. <laughs> he's into that. Sun-dried tomatoes makes perfect sense, though. If you're putting tomatoes on pizza, you know, the sun-dried version would make total sense. Yeah. That's at least, you but know. I just, again... We don't need the pizza police, man. Just let people make the pizza. Except that one uh, video we that we watched. The... That was that was. <laughs> except them, they can go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> the exception. But other than that, you know, eat what you uh, want, right? Okay, just don't, mm -hmm. just don't give it to me, please. <laughs> uh, Chandan V says, if gender is a social construct, then why do we try to change physiological parts? the age-old question right if gender is just something we've all made up then why are you you know getting fake tits and stuff they don't know they don't, <laughs> they don't know no. uh, <laughs> alex Santayas says taylor the chicago pizza isn't weird it's super good so good that i remember it all these years later don't knock until you try it it might be good right it's just not pizza just not natural. Just if not the Lord natural. wanted pizza that way, he would have designed it that way. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I don't know. I would try it, but it's 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 a tough sell. It's kind of it feels like a gimmick. Like, oh, we make our pizza upside down here. Like, is it gonna make it taste better? It's just kind of weird. Anyways, 
Uh, John Ullum just gives a super chat, no message. Thank you, John. Thank you. Nick Kent says, if I were, if more were like you, then there would be one too many more fans of the 1975. <laughs> that is true. I was wondering when it was coming. They're coming to Los <laughs> Angeles, but I think all their stuff is sold out, so I'm not going to get to see them again. It's okay. I'll live. I'll oh, you are an international celebrity. Surely you could get your hands <laughs> on International celebrity. <laughs> oh. We have people from Germany and Sweden and Spain uh, yeah, watching right. today. Yeah, right. The Faroe <laughs> Islands. World famous. <laughs> one of you one of you was so nice as to DM me. You got you live in Paris and you're like, I have an extra ticket to the 1975 concert in Paris. Do you want to go? And if I had you know the resources to just fly to parent paris on you know a whim and just go to the concert i absolutely would have taken you up on that but that sounds like a vlog a i would killer. watch <laughs> sounds like a vlog as long as you weren't like a serial killer you know what i mean and it was a girl so i trust you more already <laughs> <laughs> unless they were catfishing and it was like a taken situation yeah i just think you know if i get murdered odds are it wasn't a 20-year-old girl who listens to the 1975 and lives in Paris. Just odds. <laughs> Just statistically, it's not looking... Just playing the odds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Joy Anthony says, seconding props to Scott. Those edits are always so choice. Love you all, though. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank Scott you for your rational uh, voices and critical thinking. the recognition he deserves. Uh, I can't take all the credit. There are some other editors within under the umbrella here, but uh, I appreciate it. We also have Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. Yeah. Kobe. 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 Too soon. Draining threes with those too edits. Soon. Too soon. Um, no, they're great. But Scott Scott helped pioneer our style for sure. And, uh, you know, he's definitely underrated, underappreciated. So we love that you all have given him the love he deserves. Put some respect on that man's name. Mm. Uh, Rebecca Dunwoody says, my 20-year-old daughter and I love your show. Keep being a voice of reason. You are a very mm. intelligent young woman, Amala. Matter of fact, you are all great. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Hi. <laughs> DEM says, love the show. Thanks so much for talking about all these topics. Best wishes from Switzerland. Thank you. Switzerland, Germany. Another beautiful Finland, place. Finland. All over the place. Yeah. Uh, G. Perez says, worst Hawaii pizza in Iraq made by Koreans. Cold pineapple and cold bologna, ketchup, and pizza sauce, cheddar cheese. Love the show. Rough. Been watching since Wit. Oh, well, that pizza that, sounds like a an experience. Hot mess. Or a cold mess. <laughs> cold mess, yeah. Yikes. Um, Uris Rhoda says, one, leave kids alone. Two, sis is a slur. Three, normalize. Okay, groomer. I got to dive into how I feel about the word slur. I guess things qualify as a slur in my brain. I guess it's all about the intent with which the word is used is what qualifies it as a slur. I just don't like other people being able to dictate whether or not something qualifies as a slur. You get what I mean? Does that make sense? Like Twitter mm -hmm. calling sis a slur. I'm not. I'm not for it. You guys know it. You saw the video. A lot of you disagreed with me. I saw in the comments on an Instagram video where we talked about that, but I'm sorry. They should not be able to say that sis is a slur and that it should be taken down if you use it on, on Twitter or that you should be suspended. That's just me, though. Just me. Uh, Lex says, in Canada, you have to legally call someone by what they wish. So now my 17-year-old nephew and his friends make their teachers call them things like Sir Humperdinck, and they have to do so. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Don't hate the player. 
<laughs> and that's one way to subvert the uh, clown world. Yeah, that is. Comedy for it. Comedy is always a helpful tool. And I think we're nearing the end here. I think this may be our last one okay. for today, which it's been quite a few. So thank you all. Ellie yes. in Video Land says, hey, big fan. I am an American in Germany, and there's a lot to say about the politics here. The chaos is all over the world, and it should be discussed. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe we'll have to work on it. Maybe we're going global, guys. <laughs> Unapologetic world news. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one of these days. I got to get my footing in America first, and then we'll deal yeah. with the other countries. We're just uh, chilling. It's too much pressure to be like weighing on all these glo global events. Yeah, my we're gosh. We're chilling on the show, as Anna likes to say. We're always chilling. We got a couple more Super Chats here. Chandon V, no message. We appreciate it. And Casey sends a $50, which we'll read immediately, even though we were going to read immediately. <laughs> Longtime listener, uh, first time liver. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to listen to people my age, 30, and Jen's ears, Amla, LOL, tacking, tackling political issues with so much tact and grace. You guys have all the love from Detroit. Thank you so much, Casey. We greatly appreciate that. And I'm glad this is you catching your first live. I think we changing the time of the live has been beneficial to all parties involved. You seem to like the 1 p.m. start rather than the especially 3 overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been good, guys. Oh, one more from Andrew Galvin who says I'm on vacation watching Amla. Is there a better way to spend vacation other than the better ways to other than the better ways to spend vacation? <laughs> no, there's not a better way other than the better ways. No. <laughs> There's no no better way. You are having the best time of your life right now. Uh, and honestly, you've peaked. So <laughs> take this take this moment in. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, or whatever time it is where you are. Drop that in the chat down below as we are closing out the show. I always love to see the time where you all are watching and maybe even the location. We've heard from a lot of different countries, cities today. Let me know down below. Guys, if you want to talk to people outside of the show, build a little community, you can join my Discord. The link is in the description down below. You can also sign up for my newsletter. You'll get updates from PragerU, updates about content we put out throughout the week, and a little blurb that I send out every Friday about what's going on in my life. Uh, you know, and sometimes you get it in the email blurb. Sometimes you get interesting stories on the show, like me seeing a naked homeless man touching himself on the street, which is always fun. What else do I have to tell you guys? Yeah, that's about it. Tomorrow we have an episode coming out about a young girl who went viral on TikTok by making a video about what she thinks men find attractive. The feminists did not like it, so look out for that one tomorrow. If you haven't seen the Riley Gaines video that we put out last week, go check it out. It's almost at a million views, which means a million other people thought they felt the need to see it. So you probably should too. We'll be back tomorrow with a video for you guys. Can't wait for you to see it. Peace out.